America and American are offensive. Let me repeat that. America and American are offensive. Hey, believe me, that's not my point of view. But you know, an earlier version of a document compiled by the, get this name, the Inclusive Communications Task Force at Colorado State University actually singled out the words America and American as being potentially offensive. I'm Scott Walker, and you're listening to You Can't Recall Courage, our weekly podcast. Last week I was in, or actually just this past week, not even last week, this past week, earlier in the week, I was in Colorado and Aspen with a meeting of the Republican Governors Association, and believe me, we had a lot of fun talking about this. The actual phrase that it said on this list, remember, this is the Inclusive Communications Task Force at Colorado State University. And sadly, this is not an anomaly. This is the sort of thing we see on colleges and universities across the country. But on this sheet that they had that came out this fall, they actually said the Americas encompass a lot more than the United States. There's South America, Central America, Mexico, Canada, and the Caribbean, just to name a few of 42 countries in total. That's why the word Americano in Spanish can refer to anything on the American continent. Yet when we talk about Americans in the United States, we're usually just referring to people from the United States. This erases other cultures and depicts the United States as the dominant American country. The conclusion in that draft, from the statement I just read from, was to replace America and American with U.S. citizen or person for the United States. You just can't make this stuff up. I mean, depicts the United States as a dominant, as the dominant American country? Yeah, we are. Not just in the Americas, but in the world. And we fought hard for that to be the, the single superpower left in the United in, in well, not the United States, but left in the world entirely out there. In fact, part of what I talked about last week was uh, when AOC and others talk about the idea that somehow they missed out on American prosperity, they couldn't be more wrong. No other generation in the history of the world has had access to greater prosperity, uh, to greater access to information, to freedom. No other generation has been removed as much as this generation has been from the problems of chronic and uh, uh, just excessive poverty away from uh, violent crime. And yet somehow, as I mentioned in the past, it's got to be because of a combination of education, higher education, left-wing uh, liberals on campus and politicians like AOC and, and just a media and social media system that overwhelms them with everything but the facts. But America, an American, somehow, how, how can that actually be something that would not be uh, something we'd be proud to be talking about? You really can't make this stuff up. I mean, really. What were they thinking? Uh, the chancellor of the Colorado State University system, Tom Frank, eventually issued a statement after the story broke, and he defended the policy, as, but he said it's voluntary and stated the final version did not include America or American. Within his statement, he actually said, we consider free speech and the First Amendment the foundations of a great American public university. Yeah, that sounds nice, but how did America and American make to, to the list in the first place? Well, I want to read you a little bit about what was said at the top of this list and why this is something that's constantly emerging and unfortunately far too typical of what we see on college campuses across the nation. First, let's take a quick break. Hey, Scott Walker here back on You Can't Recall Courage. And we're talking about, boy, this list. And, and here's what the language said. Uh, right at the top of the document, it says, Inclusive Language Guide. Living document, 
updates made frequently, what this document is. This is a living resource compiled by the Inclusive Communications Task Force at Colorado State University. The document is intended to serve as a best practice guide. It is provided and will be updated with the intention of sharing meaningful and useful language suggestions. It is worth noting that the language is, that language is always evolving, so this document will be updated periodically. What this document is not, this is not an official policy or required practice. This document is intended as a resource to help our campus community reflect our principles of community, particularly inclusion, respect, and social justice. The language in the guide may not apply to every individual, and it is critical to take personal preference into account. The guide is not about political correctness or policing grammar, but rather helping communicators practice inclusive language and helping everyone on our campus feel welcomed, respected, and valued. Wow, that's a mouthful. In fact, it's funny how they had to go out of their way to say it's not about political correctness or policing grammar, and yet it really appears to be just that. While there weren't specific uh, penalties imposed by those who didn't choose to use this language, you can only imagine what it's like. I, I've been on college campuses, certainly across Wisconsin, but elsewhere in the country, and we see what happens, not, not just on speech, but even for groups out there. I mentioned recently I, I took on the role of being president-elect of Young America's Foundation. I'm always amazed as to not only how difficult it sometimes is for speakers like Ben Shapiro and others to appear on campuses because of the protest and the reaction from many on the far left, but even just the idea of people forming groups like Young America's Foundation or other organizations and the pushback that they get. That's because of this whole mindset. You know, to me, when I look at this list, and I look at some other things, it wasn't just America and American. Uh, that ultimately didn't make it onto the latest version. Uh, as the document mentioned, as I just read, they said it's a living document. So it started out that way and it changed, presumably because people drew attention to it. And even some in the administration at Colorado State University recognized that, that somehow saying America and American were not acceptable on campus, even that was going too far. But they had other things on the list. And, and there were, admittedly, there were some things out there. I, for years, I've worked with people with disabilities, and I understand there are certain phrases that have been used in the past that are completely inappropriate, not just on a college campus, but anywhere in today's society. So I get and understand that. That part makes sense. That's logical. That, that's common sense. That's a given. But get this. On the list was also the suggestion that he or she, ladies and gentlemen, might not be sensitive enough. In fact, as they say on their sheet, these terms imply that gender is binary, i.e. either man or woman, and does not acknowledge that people may identify anywhere along the gender spectrum and or their biological sex may not match their gender identity. Inclusive language ensures that all people in the room or at an event are acknowledged. They suggest replacing he or she, ladies and gentlemen, with thing, words like everyone, students, rams, which I presume must be their mascot, uh, people, they, them, theirs. And then they mention a couple words that I got to tell you, frankly, I'm not even familiar with what it is. Z, Z-E. Another one's H-I-R. Finally, they say a person's name out there. This is what's going on on college campuses all across America. I got a suggestion. Instead of spending so much time worrying about ways not to offend anyone, it'd be kind of nice if our colleges and universities actually worried about teaching our students one of the things I remember when the book Fail, Fail You came out was struck my attention when I was looking at an early copy was this statistic. Since 1978, college tuition has gone up 
That's four times the rate of inflation. Well, actual time in the classroom by tenured professors actually teaching undergraduates has actually gone down. That might be a topic for another discussion. Just the whole premise of why did tuition go up so much? I actually have a theory. I'll, I'll give you a hint and, and, like I said, leave it for some future discussion. It's because the federal government actually poured money into student loan assistance. Yeah, that sounds contrary out there, but the fact of the matter is, is as student loan assistance from the federal government's gone up, colleges and universities, instead of using it to relieve the burden, have actually increased tuition. As I mentioned, since 1978, it's gone up four times the rate of inflation. At the same time, time in the classroom with undergraduates by tenured professors has actually gone down. So instead of worrying about how not to offend people, why don't you just worry about spending some time actually teaching undergraduates? And while we're at it, it'd be nice if the staff at our colleges and universities would actually focus on ways to teach our students objective American history. Not selective, but objective American history. Yeah, we're far from perfect, but my goodness, our democratic republic is the greatest form of government in the world today. Uh, and as you look back to our founding principles and to the founders who helped put this country together, sure, they weren't perfect either. But along the way, the founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the constitutional amendments that followed since then, every step of the way where they've been set up to further expand freedom for everyone here in the United States. I'd love it if they taught not only objective American history, but basic economics and financial literacy. Heck, why stop in our colleges and universities? It'd be nice to see our high schools and junior highs teaching some of the same things. You know, it seems that too many of the left-wing college professors and administrators, because I include them in there as well, too many of them have led large numbers of our young people to believe that somehow America, and I said it, there it is, America is a land of inequity. That is, if they can even say America anymore. Uh, those same left-wing administrators and professors have, have somehow led many of our young Americans to believe that capitalism is unjust and that their generation is getting a raw deal. I ironically, the opposite is true. No generation in human history has ever experienced a world with more prosperity, more freedom, more leisure time, more access to information, higher literacy rates, better life expectancy lower child morality, less poverty, less disease, less hunger, and less violent crime than the current generation. That's part of the reason why I'm so excited to be the president-elect of Young America's Foundation. You see, we have the truth on our side. We just need to find more and effective ways to get it out to our young Americans. But believe me, it will not be easy. Even though the words America and American were not ultimately included in the latest version, of the Inclusive Communications Task Force document. The fact that they even made an earlier draft and the reasoning behind why it was on that earlier draft should wake us all up to the tremendous bias. That's right, the tremendous bias, intentional or not, on our campuses all across the country. You know, thinking about that, I, I think about the fact that, you know, in our great seal, the motto of our nation, e pluribus unum, out of many, one, that model's out there, and it reminds us that people still come from all over the world to seek the freedom and prosperity found only in America. Part of the greatness of our United States is that anyone can claim that freedom and prosperity. You see, it doesn't matter what class you were born into. It doesn't matter what your parents did for a living. It doesn't matter where you live or what you look like. Every one of us is created equal. As the Constitution says, 
we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What we do with these blessings is up to each of us. You see, we're all created equal, but what we do with that is up to each and every one of us. And that, to me, is part of what makes me, should make all of us, proud to be an American. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with me here today. We're going to be off the next couple Fridays as we've got some trips planned along the way. But continue to check us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and others out there, and we'll keep you posted when we'll be back on. For now, I'm Scott Walker on You Can't Recall Courage. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.